Hey guys, welcome back to the Access Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Vin Misana. Um, so I just wanted to get one quick episode out today before uh, before the next round of the Suffolk County playoffs. Yesterday was the first day, and uh, Nassau is now well into their playoffs. They're actually in the finals. So I just wanted to give some thoughts uh, before we get started. Um, so real quick, let's just recap what, what's been going on. Um, yesterday, went to Ward Melville against Pat Med, and... Uh, <clears throat> Definitely was not what I was expecting. Um, you know, the game was over basically in the third inning by the time Pat Med took a 8-1 uh, to one lead. And uh, so Pat Med advances. Uh, Josh Noth was his typical dominant self. He went six and two-thirds. He took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. And I wrote it up in my game recap. But basically, it was it did not have the feel of a normal no-hit bid into the seventh inning. In fact, most people X twice. They said, oh, really? He hasn't given up a hit yet? Because... There was a lot of traffic on the bases, and it was a blowout game. So the last thing you were really thinking of was a no-hitter. It just didn't have that vibe. Uh, Noth was getting a ton of strikeouts. He finished with 10 over 6 and 2 thirds. But up until the 7th, he hadn't allowed a hit, and he actually struck out the first two batters of the 7th inning. Um, and then things got a, it kind of muddied the water a little bit because the next batter hit a pop-up down the right field line that um, <clears throat> that the second baseman and the right fielder um they converged and the second baseman dropped it. So it actually landed in foul territory. So f- the first reaction, everybody thought it was a foul ball. Then now the question was whether it was going to go down as a hit or an error. So he gave it an error um, to keep the no-hit bit intact. But the next batter, Mike Mortilla, hit a uh, clean single, infield single, albeit, but an infield single to uh, for the first hit of the game. And then uh, Frascona went to the bullpen, took out Noth. Brought in Tristan Verney. He gave up an RBI single to Jack Friend. Uh, and then he got the next batter out. So it was an 11-2 final. Um, you know, great job by the Pat Met offense. I mean, Greg Vivenzio is an outstanding pitcher, senior. He went, uh, he threw a scoreless inning in the first inning. And then he really ran into trouble after that with his command. Uh, Coach Slew had to take him out uh, in the second inning. He just he just seemed like he he, he lost his feel for his pitches. He, he walked two with the bases loaded. They brought in Charlie West. He walked the guy with the bases loaded. And uh, the game was basically over at that point. They did have an opportunity. It was a 4-1 to game. And they had loaded the bases in the in the fourth inning against Noth. But Noth ended up getting a um, getting a ground out back to the mound uh, to end the inning. And it, and it was just atypical from Ward Melville. Usually they're the type of team that people count out. Or even if they're, you know, whether they're off to a bad start to the season, they figure it out. If it's a slow start to the game, they figure it out. It was just very strange, you know, um, didn't have the feel. Teams obviously were fired up before the start. I know they they don't like each other at all. So, you know, you expect that. But I uh, definitely thought it was going to be more of a competitive game. There was a lot of other good games yesterday, ones that I wish I would have went to. You know, Saville had the walk-off home run by Nick Buffardi. Um Matatuck had a walk-off single against Babylon. Let's see what else. I'll scroll through some of the highlights. Uh, Island Trees versus Seaford. Connor Waiting had a go-ahead three-run home run in the seventh inning. So now Island Trees will play Clark. Um, uh, let's see what else we had yesterday. Comsawag with the upset over Hot Pog. Connor Peterson. Um, Jacob Peterson, rather. Not Connor. Jacob Peterson was lights out again. Uh, another win for him. So they beat Hot Pog on the road. So now they advance. And um, <clears throat> so that was a big win. That was an upset victory. Eastport South Manor, Smith, they beat uh, Smithtown West. Jake DeSlauriers, two-hitter, complete game. Drew McGowan, two for three. Uh, that game was 0-0 going into the sixth inning. And they won. They're going to face Newfield today. 
Uh, Bayport Blue Point, 8 nothing over Babylon. Charlie Arant, complete game three hitter. They're going to face number two, Shore and Wading River today. Uh, Harbor Field, 7 nothing win over Miller Place. Liam Dyer, complete game two hit shutout. Sean Keyes, big home run. Um, so they're going to face Rocky Point today. And then um, Saville, we mentioned. So they won 4-3 over Hills West in nine innings. They're going to face East Islip today. Uh, let's see if there's anything else I missed. Oh, Longwood over Smithtown. Uh, Longwood over Sachem North, 5-3. to three. Uh, They're going to face Comac today. Pat Med's going to face Sachem East. They'll face Rafe Schlesinger today. Uh, Comsawag is going to face West Islip today. Oh, and the other one, Bayshore, 4 nothing over North Babylon, 4 to nothing. Ty Panarillo, one-hit shutout. Coltrane Callaway, 2-3, for three, three RBIs. They're going to face Connectquat today. So, um... Today is actually probably one of the more exciting days, or I should say the most exciting day, because you got a lot of aces going. If you are a team that had a buy, such as Comac or such as um, Sachem East, you know, you really can't afford to hold off on your ace in a single elimination, because that's the last thing that you want. I mean, I guess you could not start them and bring them in if, if things go sour, but then you're running the risk of falling behind. So, you know, if I'm Sachem East or or Comac, you know, you're going to want to throw your horse today. Um, the downside, of course, is that it's going to leave you vulnerable. Uh, potentially, if you win, maybe you're a little bit more thin than you'd like to be um, on Friday. But, you know, that's one of those situations you just have to deal with it, you know, at when the opportunity, when the situation gets there. And then in Nassau, and take a look at the matchups today. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right. So this is the uh, Nassau County Finals. These series are going to be best of three. It's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, and if necessary, Friday. So in League One, we got Plainview JFK at Massapequa. In League Two, it's Garden City and Calhoun. In League Three, it's Southside and Manhasset. League Four, it's Plain Edge and Bethpage. And then League Five, you got Island Trees and Clark, but that's going to be tomorrow. Uh, so just to be clear, these series are best of three with the with the exception of Conference 5 since they had a little different format. Um, their format is going to be uh, Clark only has to win one tomorrow. Island Trees will have to win two. Um, so the other series are going to be best of three. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Look, Massapequa, they're the odds on favorite to win. They They've been rolling so far. And it seems like the only times they lose in the regular season are games that they're just, you know, early on in the season when they're trying to figure out what works. Like at this point, they they know what works. You know, they have they have the offense to compete with anybody. So it really doesn't matter who they who they wind up pitching. From what I hear, Carroll will not be starting tomorrow. Um, I think they have him lined up for the Long Island Championship game. Uh, Garden City versus Calhoun, which by the way, two outstanding series. Um, I was at both of those, that crazy doubleheader on Monday. Uh, Calhoun actually lost the first game of the series. They were down to that last out. Ground ball to the second baseman with second and third. Makes an error and two runs score. I mean, if that second baseman makes a clean throw to first, the game's over and Calhoun's season's over and Mepham is facing Garden City right now. But it ended up going extra innings. Calhoun wins an extra innings. They take the lead on a drop fly ball by the left fielder. That probably would have been a sack fly, but... Um, obviously when he drops the ball, now all bets are off. Now the run scores. Um, 
So Calhoun, you know, they, they deserve to be there. They they were the best team during the regular season, but they did get a little bit lucky in that game, let's be fair. And then Garden City uh, against MacArthur, that was another great series. A team split the first two games. Both games are 2-1. to one. And then in game three, it went 10 innings. Garden City won at home. I lo- it was funny. I live-streamed it, and it was basically over in, in two minutes. It went, uh, you know, leadoff walk. It went... Uh, Bunt attempt for a single, walk hit by pitch. I mean, it couldn't have been any more anticlimactic. Uh, but I was very impressed, by the way. Gabe's uh, best loss, the freshman lefty from Garden City, is going to be a name to watch. Kid was thrown in the mid-80s, threw four shutout innings against Garden City in a playoff setting. I mean, it doesn't get much more difficult than that. Had to go through the whole lineup, so it's not like he just came in, you know, and, and got the last uh, got the seven, eight, nine hitters out. He went through the whole lineup in a playoff situation like that. And it was just wildly impressive. So it's going to be a good series. I mean, Calhoun, you probably have to give the slight edge to just because they were the conference champ, the regular season champions. They only lost one game during the regular season. Um, and I was impressed, you know, their pitching staff, they, um, I think they're better than they get credit for. Brian Chin was terrific in that play in the clinching game. Owen Rose started the game before that. Um, they have Mal Kalfas. So, I mean, a lot of people, I think they kind of just thought that they bashed their way to win in the championship, but they, you know, they can pitch as well. And then uh, Southside, Manhasset, of course, Southside had that crazy walk-off home run. We actually covered that game. Jack Temple, uh, two strike, two strikes, two outs, list, and then go-ahead home run. That was awesome. I mean, that was very exciting. Um, they wind up beating Carey in the uh, semifinals. Now they face a tough Manhasset team. I mean, I don't know how Manhasset's going to set up their pitching. They have plenty of it. If you remember in the preseason article, we were, you know, raving about how they were eight deep in their pitching staff. So I don't really know what they're going to, how they're going to go about it. You know, they have Jake Moss, they have Pat Jarvis, they have Andrew Moy, uh, Flood. Uh, they just, <laughs> Christian Antonopoulos, just a good, a good team up and down. And, you know, I put them number three in the power rankings for a reason. They have all those arms and, and they look pretty battle tested. You beat a division team on the road, you know, I don't care what shape division was in or what kind of record they had or what their team looked like. Division is one of those teams that plays their best ball in the playoffs. So for Manhasset to go there, win two out of three, that was wildly impressive. Um, and then in League 4, we got Plain Edge and Bethpage. Those are the two best teams in the conference by far. They they were um, finished with the same record. It's going to be a three-game series, I think. It's going to be, you know, don't be surprised if you see a couple walk-offs maybe out of those three games. And it's really a toss-up who's the better team, you know. Um, <clears throat> Beth Page, I think last year they felt like they had a chance to win the Long Island Championship. And this wasn't even the best version of their team. This is a team that were that they were well-positioned last year to win a Long Island Championship, let's just say. They lost a couple seniors, and this is... That group of guys minus a couple twenty twenty players, and they're still, and they're still here, you know. So that shows how strong they would have been last year. So it's tough. I think that's a coin flip. Uh, being that game one is at Beth Page, I think that probably gives them a slight advantage. But I mean, these teams are so familiar with each other. Really, it doesn't. I don't know if home field advantage gives a gives a whole a whole lot of. I don't know if you put a lot of credence to the home field advantage. Uh, so give a slight edge to to Beth Page in the series. But again, I mean they're. Those are two teams, both finished with the same record in the regular season. And then uh, Conference 5, I mean, it's tough to bet against Clark. During the regular season, 
they definitely were closely matched. And then when they went head to head in the in the playoffs last week on Saturday, I mean, seventeen to nothing. You'd have to be a fool not to think that that would carry over somewhat, just because of the the mental advantage that they would have over them. You know, and you got to think that Tyler Cox is back available. He's only, he only threw three and two-thirds inning in that game, so he should be well-rested for Thursday, which would be four days rest. And, you know, Clark has just bludgeoned opponents this season and in the playoffs now winning 17 to nothing over Island Trees and 12 to 2 over Seaford. No one's even come close to them. You know, they're just in good shape with, you know, Cox is not even the only guy that's dangerous. You got Sean Wells who went three for three with 10 home runs. I don't know if I've ever seen that type of performance at the high school level. Maybe when you have a scrimmage against, um, you know, one team and an inferior opponent, but never in a playoff game. That was just mind-boggling. Two grand slams and a two-run home run. Uh, Lucas Rubenstein's been on fire. Nick Giardino. Um, I mean, everybody in that line. Matt Stefano. I haven't even heard his name mentioned. And, you know, he's a D1 player. So you have to give them the give them the nod. Um, and then in the lower conference there, Conference 5B, I guess we're calling it now, even though it's Conference 5, um, you know, Cold Spring Harbor will face will face Wheatley in the uh, championship, and I think Cold Spring Harbor is a team to beat there. They've, they've done it head-to-head, so we'll see. So, all right, so back to today with the Suffolk County games. Um, still undecided where I'm going to go. It might be Connectquat. Might be Comac, might be St. Jamis, I don't know. But another good game, Northport versus Huntington today. I don't think that people should overlook that. Pomerol burn against Liam DeRigo. I posted Liam DeRigo's season stats a little while ago today. I'll bring it up right now. For the season, Liam DeRigo's 5-0, 1.02 ERA, 34 innings pitched, 28 hits, 30 strikeouts, 7 walks. And that was their number two starter, Liam Fodor who got a little bit more notoriety because he's done it at the varsity level, was 3-1 record, 1.3 ERA, 32 innings pitched, 43 strikeouts, only three walks. Um, So Northport, people kind of sleep on them, outstanding pitching staff, and they do just enough offensively. You know, they they really don't need to score a lot of runs. Their pitching has been that good this year. Um, And then you got Newfield hosting ESM. That's another game I was going to mention because... I don't know if they did the voting yet for the for the Kozlowski Award, but if they already did, I think that Dylan Johnson is the favorite. He's done it with the bat. He's hitting 480. He's done it on the mound. He has a 0.75 ERA. He beat West Islip head-to-head, and that was a second-place team. So that was kind of like a clinching game, not just for the conference, but also for the award, in my estimation, because voters like to see that you know, the player could do it in the big spots, and it doesn't get a bigger spot than that. You know, on the road at West Islip, where a lot of players see ghosts, and uh, he just absolutely dominated. So, to me, I think it's his award to lose. Obviously, you want to see him go out there today and, and, and continue the job that he's done, but I think he will. ESM's a very good team. Um, you know, Jake DeSlorier's is not just a good pitcher. He, I haven't looked at the updated stats, but when I had covered their game, Against Hopak, he had about 12 doubles in two weeks of the regular season. So he doesn't get a ton of credit. Peter DeVito going to stack, posted his numbers. He had 407 over a 500 OBP. Um, and then, of course, if you want to watch a future pro prospect, head to St. Jamis today. You got Rafe Schlesinger is going to get the start against Pat Med. I don't know who Pat Med is going to pitch because North pitched yesterday. 
Um, <clears throat> there should be a lot of scouts there. Schlesinger is right in the home stretch now of his of his uh, time leading up to the draft. I don't know what's going to happen, but you have to imagine that he gets drafted. I threw out a, a, a comp for him, at least draft-wise, and I thought that Franklin Power was fair because it's kind of the same thing. You know, a left-hander, left-handed pitcher from the Northeast, you know, sitting in the low 90s. I think there's recent precedent there. With the 20-round draft, obviously some local kids are going to get squeezed, but I don't think that applies if you're a lefty that throws in the in the low to mid-90s. So he's he's done everything that you can ask of him. You know, throw the win-loss record out, out the window. 2-1 record, his team hasn't scored for him. He also faced every team's number one this season. Uh, more than two strikeouts per inning, uh, just mentally tough. He's about as good as it, as, as it gets at the high school level. You know, every year you kind of see... Every year there's somebody that's going to warrant the attention, but uh, Rafe has continued to get better and just raise the bar for his performance, I think, each time out there. And um, and that's it. I mean, for the for the smaller schools, I'm not going to get out there. Just, you know, there's a lot more intrigue with the bigger schools. But, I mean, Matatuck Mount Sinai is going to be a good game today. Mount Sinai only lost uh, two games during the regular season. And then uh, Bayport Blue Point at Shore Waiting River, two teams that are very familiar with themselves, with each other rather. Um, probably see Billy Steele on the mound for Shoreham, hard throwing junior. And Bayport, uh, you might see sophomore Brady Clark on the mound today because I ran through yesterday. So that would be interesting to two promising young arms. And Steele's a kid you're going to have to keep an eye on for next year for the draft. I mean, he uh, has just been exceptional and a converted catcher going to the mound this year throwing 89 touching 92 just mind-boggling stuff i think he's going to get a lot of attention next year so i'm going to try to hop on and do one more i know i've broken some promises so far this year but um definitely will give it one more shot before the long island championship which is on sunday so just to remind people the the format here today is single elimination in suffolk county uh, Friday is going to be the conference championship, which is single elimination, and then the Long Island championship will be Sunday. So each team in conference one through six will face the corresponding winning team from uh, the opposite county. So um, I'd have to look at the times of those games, but I know three of them are going to be at St. Joseph's and three will be at uh, Mitchell Field. So should be good baseball for the rest of the week. This is the best time of the year. Thank you guys for tuning in.